0: (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Cube Stuff Saturdays podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan, or MC Stuff, and joining me today is Sebastian Carlo and Ben Edwards. So thank you both for coming on the show today.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So before we get into the conversation, I just want to say that if you as the viewer would like to be on the show in the future, like Sebastian and Ben are, then please join my Discord in the link in the description down below. All right, so the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask Sebastian and Ben some basic questions so the viewers get to know them a little bit better. Then after, we're going to have a conversation about the topic of this podcast, which is about sponsorships and some of ranks. And also, before I forget, we'll have a show notes document where I'll put any links in the description and anything we mention in the show in that doc. So now on to the general questions. So the first one I have for you guys is, how long have you been cubing and how did you get into cubing?
1: Um, I think... I've been cubing, I think I've known how to solve a cube for probably like six years now, but I've only been really like going for speed and competitively cubing for about two years. Uh, And I think my story is pretty similar to most people's. Like I saw my brother doing it. I thought it was pretty cool. So I ordered a cube, learned how to solve it. And then the thought of getting faster just intrigued me more than it did him.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Sebastian, what about you?
2: Uh, for me I've been cubing for around two and a half years and uh I learned how to solve the cube around then as well. A kid at my school started a Rubik's Cube Club and I didn't think of it much when I first heard of it, but one day I didn't really have much to do after school. So like I checked it out and I walked in and I was seeing all these different puzzles for the first time and I was very, very like intrigued by it and I was very interested by like seeing a mega minx for the first time and they had that weekly and I kept going to it and they offered me to teach me how to solve a cube and it took me like by the end of the week I was already able to solve it in like under five minutes. I learned it like day three. So yeah.
0: Wow. That's impressive. All right, so I'm going to share my story, too, like I do in the previous episode. So I started cubing in August of 2015. You could say that that's when I learned. So um, basically, I got inspired from this kid at a summer camp that I went to. And then um, he had a Rubik's Cube. He only could solve about the first layer or so. And then he told me to learn to solve the cube. uh, So I learned from YouTube and then I bought my Rubik's brand the next day or so from like amazon and then i learned to solve it and then i went to my first comp in november 2015 so that's how i started all right so the second question i have for you guys is who do you think will take over the cubing scene this decade as in like a person or a couple people like um like like felix was of like the last decade or so like he was like the main person like who do you think will come up next
1: are we talking about like content creation or like speed
0: uh, I think mainly speed, but you, c- you can add in content creation as well if you'd like.
1: Okay. Um, I just asked about content creation because I think channels like Jperm are just going to continue to blow up because um, he puts out really informative or like really entertaining stuff just like constantly. So I feel like he's just going to continue to grow, uh, which is awesome for him. And then in terms of speed, I'm not sure if Max will be like, The like the best for like the next decade, like Max Park. I'm not sure about that. I think I can see people like Sean Patrick villanueva Leo Borromeo. Leo Borromeo is probably going to be the best for a very very long time, like after Timon's done. So that's that's what I have to say about that. I think it's going to be Leo.
0: Yeah, I agree with that too. All right, Sebastian, what about you?
2: Um, for content creation, I do also agree with Ben. I think J Perm. He already gets a lot of. Views and attention for the videos he makes, and he's, he, he makes very good reviews of cubes, which definitely helps with people who don't know, but like what cube to get, and he unboxes a lot of the newer cubes that comes out before they even come out, so it's a good like heads up of what the cube will be like. In terms of speed, I feel like Max definitely won't be as relevant, or he'll still be relevant, but he won't be as like not, not everybody will be talking about him as much as, you know, we did the past few years. Um, Leo, I do agree with. He's so young that, like, the fact that he's so fast and so young is actually mind blowing to me. I do think Timon will have some type of fame, but it won't last as long as Leo. I don't know. I don't want to go, like, just because of age, but, like, I feel like, leo has so much more room for improvement
0: so yeah 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 all right so i'll talk about this too so i think jperm yeah definitely maybe in the next five years or so next if he still does cubing then i could definitely see like one of these cubing channels reach like a million subscribers or something because um i feel like a lot of newer cubers they go to jperm because he has a lot of content out there and then they get in that loophole of his content they keep watching it over and over and then yeah, that's like they get in that loophole, sort of, and and on sort of like the, the like the fast people now, or like who's gonna take over the cubing scene? Yeah, I agree with you guys with Max. I feel like he's not going to stay relevant as much as Leo or Timon would, because Max only does like a certain amount of event amount of events. Like maybe if he started doing other events, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Leo would. I think definitely he has a lot of like a time ahead of him to keep learning and all that. So that's what I think as well. All right. So the third question I have for you guys is, can you tell the audience one interesting fact about yourself? I mean, two interesting facts. So one of them is cubing related and one of them is non-cubing related that you think nobody else knows about you.
2: Wow. Uh, Sebastian, you go first. I'm going to think. Uh, okay. I'll do my best to think. Um, I guess a non-cubing fact about me is that I had my middle school record for being able to stand on an indo board, and it was like 22 minutes or something. If you don't know what an indo board is, it's like that board with like the cylinder, like base, and you have the board, and you're basically balancing on it. Oh, okay. That's oh, sick. Yeah, one of it. those. And yeah. um, a cubing fact. I guess is that I don't know, I've been cubing for two and a half years.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So that must take a lot of balance for that board, right? Does, yeah. Does your, like...
2: It definitely takes a lot of core strength. which. Yeah. Um, right. I'd say a non-cubing
1: fact is that uh, I am like a long distance runner. So like cross country and track is like my sport. Um, and because of that, I have like I would like to think some relatively strong legs. And so one time to show my friend up, I did a balls hit for like 28 minutes um, because I wanted to beat his record because we we're super competitive with each other. Uh, so that was fun. And then a queuing fact, um, I only have a good official two by two single because the solution was like six moves and I missed it. So it could have been sub one, but I missed it.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'll share facts about me, I guess. So so I guess I'll start with a cubing fact that I think nobody knows about me. But recently in my last competition, I got a 14 average on three by three because I believe I dropped the cube twice and I messed up on algorithms. So I got a counting 19 and that's like I broke my – like I like I've been that's like my worst average by far for like the past two years or so so I guess that was kind of disappointing and then a non-cubing fact is I guess I yeah I do long distance running too like Ben uh I don't do track as much but I do cross country in the fall for my school um yeah and I play basketball I used to play like AAU basketball sorta and yeah that's my facts I guess all right so now since the topic about this um, podcast is about sponsorships and some of ranks. I want to just discuss some questions with you guys. So what does your average cubing practice session look like and what do you do to practice when you sit down and cube?
1: Um, For me, it's generally just like I, I sit down and then I generally practice on stack mat because um, I feel like that's just better, I guess. Um, and what I'll do is I'll start – I'll generally start with, like, bigger cubes, like five or six, and then just kind of, like, work my way down as I, like, want to. Like, I – the goal is to make the practicing as enjoyable as it can be so that I don't, like, burn myself out because uh, that's obviously not exactly ideal. Um, and my practice sessions typically last, like, I don't know, if I'm really bored, I'll do, like, two sessions that are, like, two hours long in a day. But generally, I'll practice, like, about an hour to
2: two hours a day. Um and mine I mean since I do a bunch of different events, I just kinda like choose any random event I feel in the mood of doing. And I'm one of those people that has like a huge CS timer session for like every event. So I'll probably if it's depending on the cube if it's like five by five, I'll probably do like an average of fifty and after that usually like if this is like early in the morning when I like first start cubing like after I'm free I'll do that and probably after that all my hands will be like warmed up and then I'll go on to a different event and I always use stack mat due to the fact that like I want to make it feel as like a competition as much as possible um and I usually try to practice like I try to like pick three events that I want to do that day and I basically do like cycle in between those events when i'm practicing
0: yeah i i completely agree with that so i have a very similar practice routine um to sebastian so recently i've been picking up six by six i guess i feel like yeah i've been spamming some solves too i've done about like 50 solves in the past couple days also and you like especially in big cubes i find that your times do drop a lot when you spam solves um Mm -hmm. not as much in three by three probably so yeah because my times i believe i was averaging around 240 in like the beginning of quarantine i believe and then now like around now i'm averaging around like 220 so yeah i can see some improvement with that and just spamming solves i guess does help a little bit all right so the second question i have like kind of a split question for both of you one is about sponsorship for ben and the other one is about some of ranks for sebastian so for ben um how did you get sponsored like did you ask the cubicle to sponsor you or did they come to you first
1: um okay so i feel like my story with sponsorship is probably similar to a couple other people who are also in the same like boat as me um there's this program they have called the cubicle ambassador program um and so that's why if you see on instagram people are like oh i'm now an ambassador to the cubicle that's like the technical title for it um but basically in like march i want to say um they put out a google form in their instagram bio that was like oh we're looking for ambassadors uh fill this out if you think you can and i'm what i'm assuming like went down there is a bunch of like people who are like relatively young like filled one out and then were like disappointed when they didn't like make it but i filled one out and i didn't really think anything of it um and then about I want to say a month later, I, it was actually Phil, you followed me on Instagram. And I was like, what? Um, Okay. And then about two weeks later, I got an email from Jules at the cubicle uh, that said, uh, we want to sponsor you. And I'm assuming that was based off of uh, the application that I sent in. So basically I, I guess applied and then they liked the application. So they took it.
0: Yeah, all right. So, adding on to that sort of um are there any benefits like have you got have you like received anything like discounts to like cubes or something or what have you like gotten out of this?
1: Um I actually can't like say that. Um it's I I remember I talked to Jules before coming on here about like what I can and can't say about that. I can't say like explicitly exactly what I get out of it, but it is uh nice and if you want to use the term tester i guess you could use that um i did get the the new ouch wrm that five by five that's still on pre-order i like placed a pre-order for it and it just came like when it was supposed to um so that's pretty cool like i have in a relatively like new slash unreleased cube that i'm like working on a big video for right now so like it just i get stuff like quickly um and then I get a discount code that all of you can use. Uh, use code Edward Seventeen at checkout, capital E. Um, okay. But yeah, it's I can't really delve into exactly like what I get out of it, um, but it is it is helpful and it is very nice to have.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. I'll put your discount code in the show notes of this podcast, so you guys, um, as the viewer, be sure to use. Ben's discount code at the cubicle at checkout. All right. So now, Sebastian, I have a question for you about some of ranks. So I noticed that you sort of improve very quickly in many events because I was looking at your WCA profile the other day, I guess. And those um, times, I guess, I've, I don't know if I've talked to you like recently, but I heard that you've been you've gotten faster. And so what do you think you'll do in the future to keep improving with all these events or yeah, like that?
2: um yeah so like my awca results are pretty outdated i haven't competed since october of 2019 so my globals for a lot of events are a lot faster um i guess in terms of what you're asking like i have like the whole cycle thing that i do and i usually keep that cycle not just for one day but for maybe like two or three days at a time and um then i switch off The events into something else. So if I were to choose to do six by six, clock, and two by two for today, and then the next three days later, I could choose to do a three blind, three by three, and square one. And usually when I hit a roadblock, I it was kind of like I will film like an over the shoulder solve to see like what I could improve on. And if I think I'm not able to improve, I just learn, like, algorithms and stuff. And that usually is, like, a last resort type of a thing. I kind of hate learning algorithms because my memory definitely isn't the best when it comes to, like, learning a bunch of algorithms at a time. If it's, like, one or two, it's completely fine. But otherwise, it's kind of a hassle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the next question I have for you guys is: Is there any specific cuber you look up to in terms of like improving or just cubing in general, like somebody who inspires you?
1: Um, I would say, uh, like Sebastian said earlier, I think it's still mind blowing how fast Leo is for how young he is. Like I think he's like twelve or something, and he's ridiculous. He's, he's just ridiculous. Um, so it's it's like inspiring to look at that to see someone like with so much more potential already doing this it just makes you think oh i can go further too um and then probably either like lucas editor max park because max park had to deal like deal with the social problems and the like troubles that come with having autism and he's still probably like the best or second best cuber in the world right now and then Lucas Etter having to, like, go through arthritis at such a young age and then keep cubing and then get, like, a low six average when he came back was super cool.
2: Um, For me, since I do a lot of events, I kind of look up to, like, I guess when I see, like, a friend of mine improve in an event, I kind of, like, look up to them. Like Like, once they're faster than me, I kind of, like, get inspired to want to get faster than them. I guess more, I guess you want to say relevant people I look up to. Stanley Chapel is one of them. I find that his solves are just really nice to watch. And he when he does do cubing streams, he gives me a lot of, like, tips when I, like, kind of inform him on a problem I'm having. And I guess someone else would be, like, Jaden McNeil. Because, well, he makes really good cubing content. Obviously, he's been cubing for a while. And he knows a lot about a bunch of different events. So, watching his vids, I kind of look up to him in that sort of way. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does, yeah. So, yeah, both Stanley and um, Jaden are really fast at, like, a bunch of events. So, I guess that's, like, what you're trying to aim for, too, right, Sebastian? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the last question the conversation question that i prepared for you guys is do you find it that you can get sponsored with being good at like a lot of events like being good at some of ranks or is it geared towards people who are just fast at mainly one event or because they're like one of the only cubers in their nation or something
1: okay i think this is sort of a misconception that i kind of do like want to cover so thank you for bringing this up uh sponsorship does you do not have to be world-class in one event or many events like you don't have to be fast. The reason that companies sponsor Cubers is you have to give them a reason to think that your marketing and your branding will be able to increase their sales. Cause in the end, at the end of the day, it's a business and they need to make money. So if they think, Oh, this person's really fast. If we endorse this person, people will be like, yo, cubicle people are really fast. And then they'll buy from us. That's one way to do it. But if you find people like uh, the Cuban couple on Instagram, if you know them, um, they are like, like their brand is that they're this couple who like cubes together for fun and they go to competitions together. And it's like a really wholesome and like family friendly brand. And then they ended up getting sponsored because that's something that I think the cubicle saw. Oh, well, these people... Uh, can promote our brand well and make us money and it's not me saying that the cubicle is a bunch of money hungry freaks don't take it that way they're not um but the reason people get sponsored is because they have done something or they show characteristics that will make the company more money
0: yeah this goes along the lines like of people who create content too like that's why um like jperm i guess is well this is not the cubicle but he gets sponsored by speedcube shop because he's promoting their business and unboxing the cubes like he always puts like a link in the description down below with a disc um discount code like a lot of these youtubers like also cube solve hero i'm just thinking of all these big youtubers and i guess yeah, um dude. yeah yeah they yeah they promote they promote their discount code and yeah all that stuff so that's, an, that's another way I'm thinking, too. So, Sebastian, do you have any thoughts about this?
2: Uh, yeah, I agree with Ben 100% that it's not just about speed or just, like, being fast at one event or multiple events. Obviously, that can be – it can help. But, like, I feel like personality is one of the biggest parts of a sponsorship and that if um, – obviously, if the cubicle thinks that you can help obviously support them in a way either for speed youtube content or um like the cuban couple for instance being able to put out good content on instagram um then it plays a big part yeah
0: all right so that's all the questions i prepared for you guys but is there anything else you would like to mention about this topic before we start to wrap up
1: um i think we should talk about specifically sum of ranks a little more um, because I feel like sum of ranks is a subject that some people really like don't care for and I feel like a lot of other people are like like I guess kind of care a little too much about it if you like get what I'm saying like I don't know I know people who think that sum of ranks is literally like the most important thing and it's like their life in terms of cubing, and it's like just, it, like, go to competitions to have fun. Like, like yeah, getting good results is fun and gratifying, but, like, go to competitions to have fun.
2: I agree. I feel like there are a lot of people who are a little too overcompetitive when it comes to some of ranks. Um, I feel like if someone were to be, like, really good at Mega Minx and they... I don't know, plus two out of a world record average, and they just, like, didn't care about any other events for the rest of the day, that's, like, kind of... I, I wouldn't like that, because, you know, it kind of ruins the point, it ruins the fun of going to a competition to see people and enjoy competing in a bunch of different events. Um, obviously, if you, like, even if it's just at home and you miss a PB, let's say, by, I don't know, an M slice on 3x3, if you got like a U perm or something, if you use MU, or U plus 2 out of a PB, obviously you're going to get annoyed by it, but it's not going to like screw up the rest of your day. You're going to be annoyed for like a good two to five minute period, but then after that, you're just kind of like, okay, well, it's fine now. I don't really care. I can get it next time.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, honestly, cubing it's a really small part in your life. It you it's just a hobby that most people pick up. So, it's not the end of the world if you miss your PB or something. So, I feel like some people they should like I think frequently take breaks from cubing because sometimes if they get too attached to one thing, then it could like um mix like their emotions, it could like um hinder it and they could I don't know. They just focus too much on cubing, and um, sometimes that's not a good thing. But some of ranks definitely does take a lot more time to get good at, like getting good at a lot of events rather than just one, because you have to not only like, practice a lot for all the events, but you have to also get really good at them if you want to move up in those rankings. So that's what I think about that too. So, is that anything? Is there anything else you guys would like to touch on or about some of ranks?
1: Uh, not for me, unless, unless Sebastian's got anything.
2: I mean, something that's just kind of a huge, like, something that people don't really do right, I guess, is just practice routine. I know Stanley and I both have a very similar practice routine, like, when it comes to cycles. What I would recommend is go to your WCA profile and um look at all your results, look at your, like, your ride, not your continental or national and whatever are, like, your three worst rankings, I would say take those three events and grind them for the next, I'd say, week. Obviously, don't spend 24-7 doing it. Obviously, take breaks in between because it's not easy practicing the same three events at once. Um, but after, like, that week, I'd say switch out your, um, out of the three events, your best ranking event out of the three worst that you chose. And swap it out for the next worst or the fourth worst. And that's kind of like a good cycle to go with. Because you're going to be practicing the events that you get you're get. you not the best at. And you'll improve over time. And then that cycle just keeps going on repeatedly. And you'll be improving in all events.
0: Yeah, like those events that are bringing you down. Your ranks will move up once you go to more competitions. Since you've been practicing your worst ones. Like for me personally, my worst event is Mega Minx, I think so. I think what I'll have to do is, yeah, I could spam that too. But also I find that if you want to get better at bigger cubes and all that, I think you should just start practicing 7 by 7 and grinding that a lot because yeah. part of 7 by 7 does help with 6 by 6 5 by 5 I don't know about 4 by 4 but it does help with that. It helps with look ahead. I find that once I practice bigger cubes, my look ahead on 3 by 3 and other events is a lot better too because it's sort of like doing slow solving in a sense, but you're also practicing another event that's in the WCA.
1: I completely agree. Yeah, as soon as I started picking up 6x6, like me and Sebastian picked up 6x6 at around the same time. Um, And then ever since then, I don't know about you, Sebastian, but I've, like, improved a fair amount at 5x5 too, just
2: because. Same. Prior to me getting a 6x6, I averaged, like, like, inconsistent around, like, 133 to, like, 137. But now after, like, doing 6x6 for a few weeks, Obviously I've had it for longer, but I kinda of stopped practicing. I need to pick it up. I dropped my global to like consistently averaging like one thirty. So
0: all right. So before I guess we close out, is there anything you guys would like to plug, like your social media or anything in general that I can put in the show notes?
1: Um follow my Instagram, Ben.edwards17. Uh subscribe to my YouTube. It's uh Ben Speed SpeedCuber. I'll send that link to Max, after this is done.
2: Uh, same for me. Follow my Instagram, Sebastian underscore carillo underscore Cubing, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sebastian carillo I'll also sign Max the link.
0: All right, so that's all for this episode. Thank you both for coming on the show today. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, so I had an interesting conversation with Ben and Sebastian, so I would again like to thank them both for coming on the show, and like I said before, if you would like to be on the show in the future, then please join the discord in the description down below, and hopefully we can have you on in the future. But yeah, that was all for this video, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe, and I would like to thank you for watching till the end of this podcast. I'll catch you guys next week on the Cube Stuff Saturdays podcast, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace out.